This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey, TK. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Hey, Satan. Hey. <laughs> hey. Or it's, hey, Satan. Hey. 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 Uh, we cover a lot of stuff today. You say that every week, by the way. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop yeah. saying it. Although we do, we don't. Yeah, we do cover a lot. Talk about Tallahassee. Yeah, we go back to Florida. Somehow we talk about balls, but that's not, nobody wants to keep listening to hear that. I feel like you always bring those up. Do I? Or does the world? The world brings them up and then I say, yeah, I see it. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, balls. I see you, balls. Like in this documentary, they bring it up. I'm not bringing it up. Uh But I see it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I see you. I see you. I see you, balls. (laughs) Well, should we get into it? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, ladies and jerks. Welcome to Hail Satan. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. All right. Hey, Tig. Hey, Cheryl. What's up, Buttercup? Hey, girl. Hey. I'm at my cousin's house. I'm in Mississippi. That's nice. Hot. It's bearable. It's like 88. Um, Is that a lot? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking of the Mississippi days where it's a hundred and something with yeah. humidity whereas this feels completely bearable and i've just been getting in the pool and you know a cool 88 yeah cool 88 you know when i visit when i visit my sister dr becky Hines in florida yeah she keeps her quote-unquote air conditioning on like 80 which oh. is uh roasting and in the middle of the night I have to wait till she goes to sleep and then I and then I go and I turn it down (laughs) well normally people in the south though have it really cold like my cousin's house is so cold cold yeah 
That is the thing. You have to wear a sweater inside. Yeah. It's, it's weird. <laughs> I was sleeping upstairs and the AC wasn't working upstairs. And so this morning he said, oh, I got up and I, I put fresh sheets on the downstairs bedroom. So just sleep down there because the AC is working down there. And I was kind of okay with just the ceiling fan upstairs. <sighs> It's going to be interesting to see what's going to be best between like 50 degree air conditioning versus mm. the ceiling fan at, at 88. Well, at night it it's it's it cool. It cools down it, to 87. It, yeah, it, it it's it's a chilling 87. <laughs> okay, Tig. Well, wait, what are you up to? I just moved houses. Still you moved another house? <laughs> I mean, I was I'm just sitting around in a room full of boxes right now. I feel like you've been in rooms full of boxes for weeks. Yeah, because you had to pack and then you had to move and now you have to unpack. Anyway, I can't find my hair brush or a comb. So there's that. I haven't brushed my hair in decades. <laughs> I just run my fingers through it. Yeah, and hey, hashtag hot tig. I was going to say pound hot tig. <laughs> <laughs> but people don't really call it a pound sign anymore, do they? No. <laughs> Not at all. Well, unless I'm realizing people say pound when you're on a phone or a, like a conference call. It says press pound. Right, but I don't think I, I don't think the younger generation like I don't know if my daughter knows what pound means. Do you think you're gonna ever tell her? No, no. Okay. It's gonna be my little secret. Okay. Today Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so interested to talk to you about this one. <sighs> Today we are talking about Hail Satan. Actually, yeah. it's Hail Satan because there's a question mark in the title. So right. Hail Satan, right? It's a 2019 documentary directed by Penny Lane. The film profiles the activities of the American-based Satanic Temple, which include a mix of Satanic rituals, cultural satire, and political activism. The documentary features interviews with various members of the temple, including its... Go on. Oh, God. Go on. (laughs) You can do it. In... Mm -hmm. Mad... Yes. Including its... Oh, I still Uh can't do it. Okay. Well, we could do a part two. Uh, How about I do this? Including its sparkling co-founder <laughs> Lucian Greaves Hail Satan premiered at Sundance and is available to watch on Hulu can you say that word enigmatic oh for fuck's sake why didn't you just say it well because it's fun to listen <laughs> to you struggle try. yeah yeah did you lo- I mean I know that this isn't really for us to say but did you like this documentary I love the idea behind the documentary, mm. and I liked the documentary. Yeah. I felt like there was a lot of it that I felt, oh, it feels familiar. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I, I get what they're doing, but I really enjoyed the idea of it, and I really enjoyed the ending. <laughs> Okay, well, 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 well. Okay, beans okay. are in the cup still or in beans the can. Beans are still in did the cup. Did you? Well, how did you feel? No, I did. I really liked it, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And mm-hmm. 
Of course, I loved that it starts out in Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Hey, Tallahassee. Hey. It's the... It's uh, my hometown. The and, capital of Florida. Yes. And Florida is the home t- hometown for documentary films. <laughs> A lot of crazy Good Lord. goes down in Florida. So what did you think the, the documentary was going to be? What did you think it was going to be? Well, I guess I really didn't understand Satanism. And I didn't, although this, I mean, they do call themselves modern Satanists. So mm-hmm. I feel like I learned a lot. Honestly, I always thought that Satanists were like, I don't know. You know, people that wear the hoods and people sit. that dress like those people. <laughs> people that dress, <laughs> they like dress those, a lot like the people that in the documentary. Those people, but like worship the devil. Well, I'm sure there are those yes. people. Yeah. I mean, those people do exist. And yes. uh, but this is more of a um, political and uh, cultural statement. Right. Yeah. So it's. The film opens, like I said, in in Tallahassee, Florida. Beautiful, Mm -hmm. picturesque Tallahassee, Florida. Mm -hmm. And it's happening during the time when the governor was Rick Scott. Mm -hmm. And he was really pushing to have uh, prayer in public school. Mm -hmm. So Rick Scott was basically saying, hey, Florida, everybody's going to pray. Hey, Florida, hey. Hey, Florida, hey. Everyone's going to pray to God when they go to school. Before they start their reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. And then, so a lot of people do not want to be praying during school. They want to keep it separate. Yes. And a lot of people don't have the same beliefs as Rick Scott. They may not want to be praying to God. They might not be Christian. They might not be Christian. Or anything. They might not be anything. Right. They might be atheist or agnostic. Yes. Yes. So in comes the satanic temple. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So so this guy, um, Lucian Greaves. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a quite a character, isn't he? He really is. And he has this one particular eyeball. Yeah. That is perfect. Yeah. I mean, he's just perfect looking for yeah. if you're if you have any fear around what this guy might be standing for or working towards or any misunderstanding, his one eyeball is just perfect for his um, face and cause. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Because it's like, oh my God, like if, if, if you are at all scared, uh-huh. I'm sure there's so many people that got really spooked by his eyeball. Yeah, because Lucian is a very good looking guy. How old is he? Like thir- in his late 30s, maybe? Wow, you already spilled the beans on who you're attracted to? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and then he has a clearly what appears to be a glass eye. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if his eyes are blue. I'm gonna say blue. Well, I'd think that you would pay attention to that. I know. You clearly have a thing for him. Well, you can clearly tell that one of the eyes is uh, different than the other. Different than the other. Yeah. And yeah. So if you 
if you ran into Lucian, you know, at the grocery store, you wouldn't uh-uh. think twice. No. But if you found out that he was the head of <laughs> of the Satanic Temple, and you had any fears around that, his eyeball wouldn't help put you at ease. Oh, and he looked you in the eye and started talking. You would be like, "Oh my God." what's going on and somehow it would scare you it would be like if somebody happened to be in his position and have fangs (laughs) or if they were the head of like the vampire cult yeah and they had fangs you would be like hmm hmm he has fangs he has fangs so but if you're not scared right of what he's talking about or you're amused by it or interested. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, this is incredible that this guy yeah. has this eyeball that's yeah. not like the other. Yeah. Because it's sort of beautiful and interesting. And you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. I. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So Lucian decides to have a press conference mm-hmm. on at the state capitol in Florida outside. Um, because he's saying, well, if you're going to talk about God in school, then you should also talk about Satan and mm-hmm. give us a chance. Give us some equal time. Right. So, I mean, Tallahassee, growing up in Tallahassee, it's a pretty conservative town. Yes. <laughs> there are a lot of pleated khakis and, you know, polo <laughs> shirts and everybody's seems to be on their best behavior most of the time so for these guys their best christian behavior yeah in their devil horns and their capes (laughs) (laughs) and their glass eyes (laughs) it was really um something to see you want to hear um a little clip of of somebody yelling to one of the guys at the press conference yes please okay we honor governor rick scott's Hail Satan, Rick, for providing us this opportunity to make the satanic cause clear and make our presence known. And uh, I believe it, and I'm very excited about it. A satanic temple fully supports Florida Governor Rick Scott, who has been pushing for prayer in public schools. Jesus Christ uh, became my savior at a very young age. So what's interesting about the um, satanic temple is that they were saying they support rick scott and they think what he's doing is great and if he's doing it for god then do it for satan (laughs) (laughs) so by by the way this wasn't a huge there wasn't a huge amount of a lot of people that showed up for this right it was just like it was a handful sure but it got national coverage because they did a great job and they they had a banner that said, Hail Satan. <laughs> <laughs> they did a good job, and they had a banner that said, Hail Satan. It said, Hail Satan, Hail Rick Scott. <laughs> so, so it got the news attention because people were saying, oh, is Rick Scott a Satanist? Are you, are you guys, what's happening? Are you supporting Rick Scott? And they're like, yes, we're supporting Rick Scott. Yeah, it was really, really well done. The execution of everything. Yeah. And then uh, they started to pick up steam, right? The mm. satanic temple. Because they they started to appeal to 
people who felt like, a lot of people, I think, and tell me if you got this too, who felt like they grew up in a religious family, religious atmosphere, whatever that was. And then as they got older, they realized, oh, this religion does not support my beliefs. Right. So you started having people who were gay, who uh, were atheists, who, you know, whatever that was that didn't agree with their religion. And the um, satanic, satanic temple started to attract these people. Yeah, it's kind of like a misfit toys. <laughs> it, was, it was a land of misfit toys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but everything they were talking about, everything that they were doing, it was all nonviolent by uh-huh. any means. They were not mean-spirited to anybody. Mm-hmm. Whereas you, you would see some of the footage here and they would show up to protest or something. And then you'd see some of the Christians show up and really weren't very nice. No. No, not very nice. really mean, horrible things. Yeah, you saw the the fear. There's such a cartoon element that the devil, uh, (laughs) around the devil, you know? Right. And when people really, really believe in that and believe in an actual pitchfork devil, Mm -hmm. you know, they can't see straight like they it, it it's, pushes their button it's yeah like, don't you dare bring the devil around me all right it's, right it's odd isn't it it's they fascinating really get... it feels almost childish i think yeah the devil element well right because you think of the cartoon you think of the little cartoon with the red devil with the yeah. and you think of like the little angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder you know, that's fine. It's symbolic, right? Like, don't do bad things. <laughs> or the little man with the horn is going to poke Two him in horns, the ass. Two horns, Cheryl. The, <laughs> the not unicorn. a unicorn. Not a unicorn. <laughs> the, the little man with the two horns is going to poke you in the ass with a hot pitchfork. And you're going to go to hell uh, where it's going to be, ow, 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 real hot. <laughs> Real hot coals. Hot coals. Hot hot, 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 hot coals for the rest of your life, for eternity. It is hard to understand what's so terrifying about that sort of symbolism. Well, it doesn't doesn't scare you to burn your feet for an eternity and to just (laughs) bake in an oven? (laughs) I mean, I don't have a fear of it, no. Wow, lucky you. Uh, We're going to take a break (laughs) and uh, we will be back to discuss why Cheryl isn't scared of baking in an oven in hell for an eternity. (laughs) (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. 
Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we are back. Are you scared of uh, baking in have? Uh, Heaven? I am. I'm scared of heavens. <laughs> um, I think when I was little, which is odd because I certainly didn't grow up in. I mean, my family was Catholic, but yeah. we. It was. I didn't hear anyone ever talk about God. Oh, that's a different kind of Catholicism. Yeah, there was church sometimes, and then there was a point where my brother and I were like, we're out. (laughs) And there wasn't really pushback. Yeah. You know, it just was real loosey-goosey. We lived right next to the church when I was growing up, and um, we would go to church, although my dad didn't go, and then after church, the priest would come over and drink beer and watch football with my dad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was a weird Sunday. Yeah, it's, I don't know where my fear of burning in hell for an eternity came from, because... Oh, do you have a fear of it? I When I was little, I would ah. picture hell and the devil and burning forever, and I don't mm. know where that, that's what I'm saying, is I don't know where that came from, because that's not part of my upbringing. Well, I mean, but it must have come from church, right? Because... I guess so. Yeah. I feel like the positive that religion brought into my life was just as life should be. And that's the select good positive people Mm -hmm. that I found to be exceptional examples in the world. And if they were tied to religion somehow, then that's great. But I, I would say in general, it wasn't a positive, but I don't know. Well, everything you just said sounded very positive. In what way? Well, you just said that, you know, this is how I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, people that have inspired you, you hear in your what lifetime, you want to hear. <laughs> you, you, you know, you look to them, and if they were inspired by religion, then you understand that and take note of it, and and realize that there's clearly really positive things that come from it mm-hmm. is that what you said I think so I wasn't really <laughs> listening to myself but I I um yeah it's just fascinating because I did have a fear of I, I used to think like oh gosh if I end up in hell how am I going to manage standing there and being in that sort of heat forever it just sounded really so uncomfortable oh my so gosh uncomfortable yeah I know it does make it sound like you have to stand the whole time yeah it's not like you're sitting on a hell couch you're not sitting on a hot couch no you're, just standing, you're standing on hot coals flames just, yeah you're in an oven essentially you're for in, an eternity yeah and also why wouldn't this hot thing just burn you up yeah I don't you know? know but I guess because it's your spirit you know, your, your spirit, spirit is burning. But, but then why does your spirit uh, calculate temperature? 
No, that's true. I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of... There's some holes in there's this. There's some holes in this story or theory yes. or whatever it is. Yes. So the one thing that the Satanic Temple did that I thought went pretty far... <laughs> Mm-hmm. When the Westboro Baptist Church, they went, they went to counter protest the Westboro Baptist Church. And there's a guy, um, Fred Phelps. Mm-hmm. And um, he really had, he was really preaching about um, being homosexual and yeah. what a sin it that was. That always comes up. Yes. And how, I guess, probably burn in hell for that. By the way, one of my cousins down here in Mississippi yeah. married me and Stephanie, and he was part of the Catholic Church. He got kicked out of the Catholic Church. <gasps> because of that? Yeah, but he joined. But he said he knew it was probably going to happen, but uh, he said it was worth it. That's amazing. And by the way, it, kind of, it goes back to all of this, what we're talking about, right? Because it's like you would think that religion, Catholicism, whatever it is, would be when they're saying God loves everyone, God loves everyone except you guys. Well, that's what my assistant was down here, and we were having lunch with a couple of my cousins and one of them that married us. And he is a religious person, obviously. But, you know, when my assistant was saying, like, oh, my gosh, you got kicked out of the church? And he said, yeah. He said, I, I knew it, but it was worth it. And he said, it was my understanding that everybody was welcome to the table, you know, to God's table and yeah and he said and some people don't take that to heart and he does yeah it's a strange concept yeah God loves everybody but not, not everybody yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry I interrupted you well okay so this is one of the bad things that they did yes yeah uh, so they're very mad at Fred Phelps yes so they went to her graves his mother's site. His mother's gravesite. Yeah. And, um... You say it. I'm not going to. I know. Well, then he would... <laughs> he would... He would stand over. Cheryl, would, why are you laughing? Because it's so ridiculous. He would stand over her... Her gravestone. And then he would have a... Gay couple kissing. And then he would say that... Because of this, his mother would be a lesbian in her afterlife. Mm-hmm. And people went nutballs. <laughs> How dare you make Fred Phelps' mother into a lesbian in her afterlife? <laughs> it was just. And, and, and just it, that he has that power to. That, that, that that's what that's decides so- it. And that people are so upset about it. People are so dumb. It's astounding. Yeah. First of all, to do that sort of nonsense over somebody's grave and then proclaim that that's what makes somebody gay in the afterlife. And then the (laughs) dummies that are like, how dare you? You That that, that it's... That you just gave those people the power to make your mother gay in her afterlife. Right. It's just all of it. All of them are ridiculous. All of it is so ridiculous. And then, okay, this is the worst part. Mm-hmm. That Lucian, Lucian put his mm-hmm. balls on her grave. That was unnecessary. <laughs> it was unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know. That 
the only thing. <laughs> That's your I ever opinion. Saw him he do. clearly felt it was necessary. <laughs> he felt it was. Well, you know, I mean, I can understand why he's upset and mad. <laughs> and how would you express that? <laughs> would you take your bra off? <laughs> and just set my little boobies up on the gravestone. Take that, world. Take that. <laughs> They're outraged. I feel like there'd be less of a... Of a outrage? Uh, outrage. <laughs> it is funny because... I do feel like if a woman did that versus a man, it would be less offensive. Yeah. It would be like, oh, put your shirt on. Let let me take a look at that. Okay, put your shirt on. But like balls out, people are like, that is. Get the testicles away from me. (laughs) Well, you felt that way. Well, I mean, I don't know how many people think testicles are attractive. I think like seven. There's seven people total. Whereas I think a lot of people think breasts are attractive. But Mm. testicles, like, you're really not seeing just... You don't walk into somebody's house and go, Oh, look look at the statue of the two testicles. Yeah. But you do see, you know, you'll walk in and say, Oh, look at the statue of the naked lady from Uh the waist up with no head. Mm Mm-hmm. In someone's house? In people's in people's homes. Yeah. Well, even at the museums, you don't see a close up of just testicles. I know, but sometimes they do crotch shots on the statues. Somebody'll sometimes, sometimes they'll mold a But a, it's not a they're not detailed. I mean it's just like here's a rough outline of mm-hmm. two balls and mm-hmm. your peen. Okay, and we will, let's take a break. (laughs) CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, we're back, and I feel like in a moment like that, it should be let's give people a break. Not let's, let's take me, a break. It should be okay, Cheryl. Let's give people Shira. a break from this. Yeah, let's give people a break and we'll yeah. be right back. Your earballs need a break. Yeah. But I agree, that was a bit much, you know. The ball balls out. Yeah, I was fine with turning his mother gay in the afterlife. Yeah. But, um, but the ball, he's just clearly, he's... It's almost <sighs> like he's a Satan worshiper. <laughs> 
by the way, I do, I love the commitment of not all of them, but a lot of the worshipers really have, I mean, they double down on their piercings, on mm-hmm. their horn mm-hmm. wearing, on their, their black lipstick, black lipstick, their glass eyes. <laughs> You think he got it just to... I would not put it past our Lucian. You think he got it just to make people uh, a little off kilt? When Maybe they the see. devil poked his eye out. Oh. Should we give Maybe. people a break? No, we just gave him a break. Okay, okay but would you like to hear uh, Lucian explain Satanism to Megyn Kelly? Yes, please. Remember Megyn Kelly back on Fox, back on the day? Yeah. Okay, here we yeah. go. We will begin with Lucian. All right, Lucian. So is it like Lucian and Lucifer? Is that where, is that why you're called that? Sure, as you like. Oh. As, much as, as you like. I don't, like, is that your birth name? No, it's not. Okay. So what is it that first drew you to the Satanic Temple? Well, I, I helped co-found the Satanic Temple. Why? Uh, why? Because it, it is an embodiment of my deeply held beliefs, and I think there's a s- distinct need for a counterbalance against uh, the dominant religious privilege in America today. What are the deeply held beliefs that drew you to the Satanic Temple? <laughs> she wanted to say it again. Uh, essentially, we view uh, Satan as a symbolic embodiment of the ultimate uh, rebel against tyranny. <laughs> I just love Megyn Kelly's face. Yeah. <laughs> Where she's like, huh. <laughs> so tell us about Satan. Well, and you know she was probably expecting a much different answer. Oh, she could not wait for him to talk about the little guy with the pitchfork yeah. running around with the Burning in flames. hell for an eternity. Yeah, but what he articulates it as a counterbalance of the religion that the masses is enforcing mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. It's like it's really hard to... You can't argue with it. You can't argue with it. I mean, you can, and people will, and people do. (laughs) But if you're being completely realistic and hearing the argument and understanding what their point of view is, it's like... Yeah. You can't. And that they're using it as a symbol. And I think they, they really had the media going, the Satanic Temple, because... The media, they couldn't figure out if if it was a joke mm-hmm. or if it was political. Well, yeah, that's like what's his name from Fox that when he said, you know, I I oh, can t- yeah I can t- I can sniff out a like a prank, right? Somebody who just wants attention, yeah, to try to get news attention, right. and it's clearly and he's like I'm not falling for it. His sniffers off. Meanwhile, the guy is sitting there on his show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not falling for this. Go ahead, Lucian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all ears, Lucian. Go on. <laughs> but um, so a lot of this film it takes place in Oklahoma State at the state capitol because they have a, um, a big statue of the Ten Commandment, co- Commandments. Or how, <laughs> Commandments. however. Well, however you yeah. want to say it. And... The Satanic Temple, Lucian especially, feels like it should not be up at the state capitol. Mm-hmm. This is a very religious statue. Yes. And if they're going to leave that up, then they need to have their own statue of Satan. <laughs> 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 and there are some, there's 
some real fun um, scenes with Lucian at like a community meeting, uh-huh. showing them the layout for the Satan statue that they're going to build and how big it is. And now they have to do all of these voting procedures to see if this is even possible. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? Is it not okay? You know, which I appreciate it. I appreciate it about the satanic temple because they're going through all the channels. Yeah, it's all legit. <laughs> they're all they're law abiding. <laughs> they're showing up in their black <laughs> eyeshadow and they're having serious talks with the guys in the khaki yeah. pants. Yeah, with their horns poking out of their heads. With their horns poking out. And so they decided to move forward with making this statue. Mm-hmm. So they had to have somebody, like, get a real person, uh-huh. like, cover themselves in... Whatever. Like a yeah. plaster. Uh-huh. So they could make a mold. Right. Have you ever had that done to you? Um, yes. I was aged on one Mississippi to be an elderly version of myself. And did they do your whole face? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did it once for suburgatory, and I had to... (laughs) It was like a um, special effects house. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, when you walk in, there's just, like, an arm. Yeah. And there are, like, body parts everywhere. Right. Was that the same place, do you think, that you went to? No, I did it in my trailer. Oh, okay. Well, I had to do it after I shot all day. So it was at night. Oh, my gosh. In the valley, in the in the warehouse with all the body parts. And they covered my whole head. Yeah. What do they put on it? Like a plaster thing. Yeah. And then they put little Holes. straws up your yeah. nose. Uh-huh. And then you just sit, you know, they cover your eyes. Mm-hmm. They covered your mouth and you just have the nose holes. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to leave you alone. We'll be back in a bit. (laughs) And I was, the whole time, I was so worried. My biggest fear was there's going to be an earthquake. (laughs) Those guys are not coming back to get me. Right. I'm going to have to walk out in Burbank (laughs) with my head covered in this thing with a cape on. With with straws coming out of my nose. Like, (laughs) I won't be able to see. I just started really getting myself in a... I just kept having to call myself... It was myself claustrophobic. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's so claustrophobic. And you don't know where you are. Nobody's sitting next to you. I mean, I should have brought a friend. I don't know. I should have brought you, too. Yeah. I don't know who wants to sit next to you watching your plaster dry. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have wanted to. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants that job. <laughs> who wants to just sit there? You call me and you're like, hey, talk. I have to have plaster dry on my face. <laughs> And I just have straws coming out of my nostrils. Will you come hang out? I can't even talk, but will you watch me in case a, an, earthquake an earthquake hits? Well, the guy said that he said, and he didn't name names, but he said there was a um, huge action hero. Maybe it was you, but I think it was a guy. A huge action hero who had to do this, and he insisted on bringing somebody and holding their hand the whole time. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand it, but how about that person who has to sit there and hold? Hopefully they got paid. It would have to be an assistant, right? <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if my assistant <laughs> would want You're, that You're, no. 
my, my, no. my dear Gabby would not be. I wouldn't even want it. I think she'd rather pay somebody to come and do it. That reminds me, my friend Steph, when she had her first PA job in L.A. But this is not your wife. No, it's my friend. When she had her first PA job in L.A., she hired her own PA under her to do certain jobs that she didn't want to do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it so much. Yeah. And then she wrote some article about her experience of being a PA that hires her own PA. I wish I would have thought of that because I was definitely, you know, I had some moments when I was a... um, assistant yeah okay wait let's let's wind it okay so they they make the they all went to hell (laughs) i do like at one point somebody shouted out to um one of the satanists when somebody at, at the protest and said um you're going to hell and he said oh yes and i look forward to it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i guess when you take away someone's power Mm -hmm. i'm sure it's infuriating you tell someone to go to hell and they're like i can't wait i was raised my mother told me to tell everyone to go to hell that had a problem with me and so that was kind of like what was instilled in my personality you mean to verbally say yeah like if somebody just had a problem with what i was doing she was like oh just tell them to go to hell tell everyone to go to hell that has a problem with you so i was Hmm. like all right so anyway when i was speaking at her funeral there was a a priest standing there and I really wanted to talk about how my mother would tell me to tell everyone to go to hell that had a problem with me. And I was thinking, you know, here I am at her funeral and here's this priest standing next to me. And it was a priest in Mississippi. I didn't know him. It wasn't like the family priest or anything. Yeah. And I just kept thinking, God, I really want to talk about this, but I just don't know if it's appropriate. And then I heard in my head, my mother say, well, if the priest has a problem with it, he can go to hell too. (laughs) And so... So you walked right (laughs) up to that priest and you said... No, but I just, I did talk about how my mother told me to tell everyone to go to hell. And I also verbalized the whole thought process that I had. (laughs) And how I was fearful of talking about this and how I was concerned what the priest would think. And then I thought my mother would say, tell him to go to hell, too. Oh, oh, so I oh. talked about that. He laughed. Oh. He laughed. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I felt like I made my mother proud in that moment. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. I, I don't think I've ever told anybody to go to hell. Well, I don't really tell people. To, my mother used right. to tell everyone to go to hell. My mother would actually. Your mother would say. She it. would actually say it. You can go to hell. Well, it's a terrible impression of my mother, but <laughs> well, she did have was a your mother southern. Well, yeah, she had a very thick accent. I'm your Ye- tig. I'm your mother. Oh, I'm your mother. I'm your mother. I'm your mother. My mom calls me and leaves a message on my phone, and she goes, "Cheryl, it's your mama." I'm like okay, <laughs> I'm like you glad don't she know. She tells me every time. Yeah, it's your mom. I think I've talked about this, but my stepfather signs his texts. Oh yeah, I love and that he and, and dear Tig. <laughs> like it might as well print out the texts and also mail them to me. <laughs> make a copy, run off a copy of them, and then send and then call you to yeah, let you make know sure that it it's on its way. Yeah. 
Okay, so so listen, a lot of this stuff, you know what I did learn, mm. and I actually didn't even realize it until now? Mm. <laughs> Do you know the word Baphomet? Mm-mm. No. I don't run in those circles. Well, you just watched the same film that I did, and they kept talking about a Baphomet. Right, I'm saying I just don't run in the circles that talk about that. About Baphomet? Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's just another word for a st- statue. I love that we don't know how to Google. <laughs> <laughs> we truly do not know how to do it. All of the information is at our fingertips. I think deductive reasoning, I now think it's a statue. But maybe it means knows? it's a religious statue? I don't know. I mean, we're certainly not going to find out. <laughs> We're not going to... We're, we're going to raise gonna, the question. We're not going to look it up. And then when I'm at a party, and I can't wait to say Baphomet, oh, if, what if I'm at a party and I walk in and I see this, the statue of the women's, the woman's breast, and mm. I say, oh, I like your Baphomet. I like your Baphomets. <laughs> and then that person will be like, I don't know you, and why are you at my house? Okay, they end up a little rock... They were not having it. They were not going to be defeated by the Satanists. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put their Well, Ten we were defeated <laughs> by the Satanists today. <laughs> they put their Ten Commandment monument back up because they had taken it down, and then they put it up, and then somebody hit it with a car, and then they, then they put it back up, and then, um, and then the Satanists decided to just bring their... Baphomet. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. <laughs> Two boobs. <laughs> with, uh, with Satan and the horns. Who was actually, I like that Satan was sitting, mm-hmm. sort of sitting on a throne. Yeah. With his legs crossed at the ankles. Uh-huh. Did you find that weird? I mean, among many things. <laughs> that was not the glaring weird part of the documentary. It just seems so odd. Like, that strange choice. First of all, I didn't ever think about Satan's legs or ankles. Or having legs. I don't know. <laughs> or just... having a pinky toe. <laughs> anyway, he goes out and, he, and uh, uh, Lucian gives a speech at the rally. And by this, by this time, they have like 50,000 followers. Uh-huh. And once again, the majority of the people are not people who, you know, dance around a fire and call, try to, you know, get (laughs) the devil to come join them. By the way, 50,000 followers, more than we have. (laughs) (laughs) And they are um, free-thinking people who feel like, oh, religion should not be involved in government. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line, yes. would you say? Yeah, I would say for sure. It was fun to watch the protests and the counter-protests. So especially in this one, you had a counter-protest of the Christians that showed up. And I like mm-hmm. that somebody held up a sign that said, honk against Satan. <laughs> Take that, so, Satan. So Ouch. So if you're driving Ouch. by, you could just give a honk. Yeah, and Satan's uh, going to be... A toot-toot. <laughs> he's going to be down there with his pitchfork. Ah, oh, dang it. 
Another one. Who tooted at me? <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of things that just, that just, you Honk know. against Satan. Honk against Satan. Mm, mm, and, they're all, mm. and they're very earnest. All these people are very concerned. Yeah. It was real fun to see that, um, that Satan statue go up. It was fun to see the Satan. Mm. Satan? And see all the misfit toys cheering it on as it arrives. The Baphomet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like all the misfit toys. Mm-hmm. They're real cute and very supportive. And by the way, the people that are part of the Satanic Temple, they have gone on to do a lot of great community work. Mm-hmm. They clean up beaches. Mm-hmm. They picked up trash along the side of the highway with pitchforks sometimes. <laughs> You know, just for the fun of it. Yeah. And it's all very kind and Mm kind-hearted, and none of it is at all mean-spirited or violent. Right. They do not condone such behavior. Yeah, they don't. And if, and you see in the the film that there was one woman, Jex. Yeah, she went a little off the rails. got a little too full of herself, Mm -hmm. and yeah, she got kicked out of the satanic temple. And then she she was kind of proud of that. Yeah, she wears it as a badge of honor. Mm-hmm. All right, Tig. Yeah. Are you ready for our final thoughts? Yes, I am. It is time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I would be so mentally unstable if I was <laughs> crying. But I would bet there's certain religious folk that would cry watching this. I bet. Mm-hmm. Just the idea of somebody yelling, Hail Satan, is enough to put right. some people right over the edge. Yeah. Did you cry? No, I did not cry either. Yeah. Okay. Who were you attracted to? <sighs> Jex. Jex? Mm-hmm. <gasps> She's pretty. She she is pretty. Oh, interesting. Why? Well, I feel like her personality's not great. Well, we're not talking about person. We're just talking about the world's about to end. You're in an elevator and you have to make out with somebody. Yeah, okay. And if it wasn't her, then Megan Kelly. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> that is crazy balls. <laughs> So which do you approve of, Ooh. Megan or Jax? I don't know. We all know who you wanted. Well, I did enjoy Lucian. <laughs> I did. He's cute. He's articulate. He's smart. I love his glass eye. Uh-huh. Very drawn to it. Well, who would you have thought I was? It seems like I really upset you. Threw me for a loop. Yeah, I threw you for two I mean, loops. No, I mean... Jex makes sense. Don't you think she's got nice features? She does. Yeah. She does. I think it was just the last rally where she was... Yeah, she went a little nuts. She went off the rails. Well, listen, so did Lucian. He put his balls on a gravestone. That's not great. Yeah, I don't know why you think you're heading off into the (laughs) sunset with Mr. Perfect here. Okay. Okay. So what? I end up in the end with an actual Satan worshiper. (laughs) (laughs) So what? It's not a big deal. (laughs) All right. Tig, would you like some um, true fan mail? 
Of course, it's my favorite thing to read or to be read to. Okay, Aaron W. has a question. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sure I can handle this. Go ahead. You said to let you know if I got to the end of the Mommy Dead and Dearest doc and didn't know what you were talking about with all the masturbation. So here's my email. I did not hear the word masturbation once, much less hear any references to it. What gives? What? Wait, wait. And you need to rewatch the movie. I mean, didn't, wasn't yes. he charged? Yes, it was real clear. It was, yeah, it was real clear that he was alone, naked. Not naked. In a McDonald's booth, exposed. He, now you're touching himself. right, but that doesn't mean you're naked. It's not like he walked into McDonald's and stripped down. Okay, it was not. You not pictured him naked. naked? <laughs> well, I pictured his pants pulled down. Okay, well that's not. Did you naked. picture his pants pulled down? <laughs> I mean, I guess it is. It is a different visual if you walk into McDonald's and there's a naked, naked guy yeah. sitting there. Yeah, Aaron W. Is Aaron W. just like pulling our leg about this masturbation situation? Mm, masturbation situation. That rhymes. Masturbation situation. Well, hey, maybe we have a new mug. <laughs> you guys, we love reading your messages and comments and reviews. Keep letting us know what you think about the docs and leave us a review. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Sometimes I have trouble with W's. Yeah. We view, we, oh, and R's. Re, oh, if there's an R and a W, one of our listeners figured it out. If there's an R and a W, then I have it. I'm pressing trouble. stop. <laughs> oh my God. I can't breathe. Anyway, we might read it, uh, your response. Oh, we might read it and then respond <laughs> on the show. Oh, I can't. Okay, that's it. Should we do that's it again? It. Should we do it again? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what happened. The wheels really came off. We're still recording. Oh, no, please, please. Oh, that hurts. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kovacic and Thomas Willette. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willette with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at TigandCherylTrueStory at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.